Hello. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yay! Awesome. How are you? I was just testing my my AirPods because I was thinking, okay, I, they might run out of battery, but uh, they are charging. They were charging for a little bit. So, yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. First question, can you play guitar? Sorry? No, you... I cannot. Oh. It's my sister's. It's my sister's. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm at her room, in her room, better saying, uh, because of the light and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, it, I do not play guitar, but I would like to, though I don't have that talent for music. You know, I think that my talent is more to the, you know, physical side, such as sports and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, is this like a secret, like, talent that she has, like, on the side? She just... Oh, my God, no. <laughs> It's definitely secret. It's not a talent. <laughs> well, let me take this off of here. Okay, so I think it's cool, the, the scenario here. Okay, no. cool. So, How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm so cold today. So, like, I look, like, really perfected. But, like, down here, it's blanket, dressing gown, comfy. Look, I just came from uh, university, so... I, I am using, you know, daily um, or day-to-day -day clothes, but if not, I would be on my pajamas, in my pajamas, I would say. So what do you study? Oh, yeah, I totally understand. What do you study at uni? So I have a degree in languages and business affairs or relationships as as you prefer. And now I am taking a master's degree in marketing. So yeah, even though I study at night, so my uh, my degree is after you know the working hours, uh, because they open it just for those times. I don't know why. My fiance is uh, studying uh, during the day, so I basically go to the university during the day and during the night, uh, whenever it's you know that that day of the the week to go. So he is there studying and having some classes, and and yeah, I'm home right now. I love that. So for people, I, I, I in my head, people <laughs> know who you are. But just in case, who are you? <laughs> tell me everything. Obviously, so, I know everything, but tell me for people that don't know potentially. Um, yeah, tell me your background, and I think we will start there. So it's not very complex. I am Beatrice Biscaya. If you want in Portuguese, it's Beatrice Biscaya. It's a different accent, I would say, but it's pretty similar. Uh, I am 22 years old now, and <laughs> I always get that reaction when I say my my age. <laughs> but yeah, right now I am Portugal, and I degree in languages and business, just the bachelor's. Um, so now I'm taking a master's degree in um, um I am an IFEB page um in 2020 and in uh, 2019. Uh, and yeah, I turned pro when I was 17 in Italy uh, at the Olympia Amateur Italy. Um, so yeah. Ah, the internet is so slow. The United States and stuff like that. Yeah, let me know. I'm so sorry. The internet keeps like cutting. Okay, uh, my connection is cool. No worries, no worries. My connection is, is okay. So I have... Uh, connection right let me turn off but let me open the door can you hear me yeah oh I felt so bad because the, it was like so good and then it cut okay. massively and then it came back to no no worries I can do it again I'm so sorry <laughs> right, I'm no worries I can do it again it says here that your that yeah it says here that your connection is red so I don't know if uh the same shows up to you but I normally have, you know, some classes here and some meetings. So uh, I think that it's fine, at least from my side. Yeah, mine's saying like it's full. I'm so sorry, babe. It's saying full. Right. I'm yeah, no, no worries at all. 
Okay, I've turned off the video. You're not missing anything. It's fine. So. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, no worries. If you want, I can change the room and stuff like that. But you know, I have a the, the all the connections. So if okay. it stops again, or if you have you know any issues, or I have any issues, just let me know if you cannot hear or something like that. Because you know, I can just re-say it, <laughs> redo it once again. Yeah, okay. Start again. Thank you, babe. No worries at all. So as I was saying, I will do everything again, uh, just to be, you know, clear and, and all that. Uh, so basically, I'm Beatrice Biscaya. I'm 22 years old and I am Portuguese. I live in Portugal, have always lived in Portugal, but I've been for a while in the States to compete. Um, also, as I said before, I have a degree in languages and business um, affairs, and now I'm taking a master's degree in marketing. So yeah, 17 years pretty much of studying, uh, pretty much sick of it, but yeah, we, we are still going. Um, and yeah, besides that, I am an IFBB pro bikini, and I have um, stepped on the Olympia stage twice once when i was 18 in 2019 and once when i was um 19 in 2020 so my last show was that specific show the olympia 2020 which was in december so it's pretty much 2021 but i have not competed since uh, because of you know wanting to uh, do better in school even though i was not doing bad of course i wanted to focus a little bit more um in that area of my life and also in my relationship, you know, with my parents, with my family, um, and all that, with my the other parts of my life that were not um, so fulfilled, if that makes sense to you. Because of course, as a competitor and as a pro, even more you want to, you know, leave some some parts behind, which is normally it, it it is required in order to do well in the sport. Um, but yeah, I decided to stop for a bit, and then it started, you know. Uh, being a little bit longer that break and so yeah I haven't compete, competed since then and I also competed in the Arnolds uh, in 2020 I placed seventh and yeah that's basically my my career I would say my bodybuilding career. <laughs> I love it I love it so what do you think has changed over those years because I think sometimes well I found this when I wasn't I stopped competing for three years and even though mm -hmm. I wasn't in the industry as a competitor, I was still, I think maybe you're more aware of things because you have more brain power, but like you kind of <laughs> see a lot more, you yeah. see how you know, this, the competing industry and the scene changes like over those years. So like, what have you seen? It could be anything. What have you seen kind of change from when you last stepped on stage to now, for example? So I have, um, I went to some shows to, you know, be there for my for our posing clients of the posing portal, and especially uh, to give uh, one to one classes and stuff like that. So that was, or those were the moments that I was more connected with, um, the nowadays competing style, if that makes sense. So the backstage and you know where they do it, the venue, the organization, and stuff like that. So one thing that I um, think that changed a little bit, as it is supposed to, I believe. Um, it's you know the progress of the organization itself mm. uh, with regards to the venue, the conditions, uh, because you know here in Europe and of course being honest, the south of Europe is always very different from the northern Europe mm. and even more from Asia and stuff like that and even from Canada. Uh, so I've competed in the um, in Japan in the muscle contest Japan that actually happened like yesterday, um, and they they are very clean. They wrap everything with plastic uh something you know with plastic wrap and stuff like that so everything is very very clean everything is very punctual punctual and stuff like that and here in south europe which southern europe which is quite normal because we we have that culture everything is you know a little bit delayed everything is you know more to the okay it, it's so okay this um this style of uh, backstage and stuff like that it's it's enough and I think that one thing that they make some progress with was or were the um, the facilities mm. if that makes sense yeah. with regards to so and that's a very good thing and I think that you know of course the, the um, what the spectator sees is very very important but also the experience that the organization gives to the athletes is is even more um, special and even more important because the athlete is there 
you know, to compete, is there to be with their uh, teams or parents or and stuff like that, and they are there to to just be part of the show. So if the organization values the athletes even more, that's also always a good thing because that will um, make sure that in the next or in the following year, the athletes will go there because of feeling good in that competition. And I think that that part is something that progressed a lot, especially here in the Southern Europe, because um, I think that it was not that valued before. With regards to competitions in general with the world, I think that it, hasn't changed much 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 because of course now you have the pay-per-view which is something awesome with many many competitions and it wouldn't be possible before COVID-19 for example which is a good thing that it uh, brought to us mm. I think um, but you know I think that in general it hasn't changed much it, the conditions are still very good the organization is still very good the timing of the things of course as we have more girls competing now some aspects of for example the posing or the individual routine have changed such as the um, the time that you are on stage so for example for the last olympia i remember that working with phoebe she once told me that um they received an email saying that they had a limit of 45 seconds to be on stage for their individuals so of course some things changed but i think that major things did not change uh, with regards to the simpler aspects of uh, of competing mm. with regards to you know, muscle mass and uh, condition and stuff like that I believe yes that that was in part that you know showed some I, I wouldn't say progress but showed some the way leaner than before when I was competing at least uh, and it was just you know two two years um, ago but anyway so I believe that what they want to see on stage, yes, that's the part that changed the most because of uh, because of the fact that now we the girls are so peeled, are so much like that. But it is changing a little bit more because of the last Olympia with Maureen uh, placing first, and she was not so conditioned, you know, to the bone as we normally say. She had a little bit more of a balanced. Um, beach I would say um look so that's a thing and and yeah I think that those were the things that changed and that I noticed that change changed in, in this case I love that you mentioned the um the venue and that experience because I think sometimes it's oh it's kind of underlooked or maybe underrated like how important that is because if you have a better experience then like actually mm-hmm. you're probably going to look better because it's not as stressful <laughs> Exactly. And that's that's what we we experience when or you in this case, you know, the girls that compete and the guys, of course, experience when they go to Japan and compete because everything is so clean. Everything is so, you know, everyone is so careful with the athletes. Everyone is so, you know, sweet to the athletes and not that the other countries uh, are don't show respect and stuff like that. But you see the difference in the culture. And I think that it is important to bring it to the other countries as well. So to bring this value that they give to uh, the athletes, even though there are like a thousand athletes in that show, every single one is so important for uh, the success of that organization, the success of that specific show. So I think that it's such a good thing to, you know, to take care of the athletes as they deserve, because it's a lot of work to get there and be able to place and be able to even step on stage. So. Yeah, I believe that it's it's such a good, good thing. Japan looks mad crazy. Looks so cool. My hair. Oh, sorry, Japan. Then to compete in Japan, it looks crazy. Oh, Japan. Oh, my God. Because it's because you cut the, your, uh, your voice. I was, I was like, my hair. Thank you. I did not wash it. <laughs> Today is Love washing that. day. That's the look. That's the secret. That's the secret. <laughs> yeah, Japan looks crazy to compete with. Like, obviously, Kerry yeah. last year, and she just loved it. Like, anyone who goes to Japan or like um, Korea, they just say it's it's just so it's just completely different, but in such a such a cool way. Yes, it is very different. Their culture is super super different. Of course, you always feel that. Um, you know, you always have that feeling of, okay, I'm so different from here. And it's not even the physical differences, it's the cultural differences because 
you barely have English there. Not many people speak English there. So you need to go and, you know, do your thing and try to do your best and stuff like that. So it's something that make, makes you grow, first of all, if you don't speak Japanese, of course. And then you see that everyone is so polite. Everyone is so clean and stuff like that. It's just, it's a different vibe, I would say. It's definitely a place that... um I think I would not go there to live because it's way too different from uh, Portugal's culture. Uh, so it, there would be such a, a great, in the sense of such a big um, cultural cultural shock. But uh, I think that it's such a great place to visit, to compete uh, in as well, because they, they are just very, very, very cool with us. You know, as I... Of course, I speak English. It's not my my first language. I speak Portuguese way more than English, of course. But um, when I went there, I don't know if they were sure that I spoke uh, English. So they have they even had a translator. Oh. Uh, and I think that one of if I remember that well, each one of us of the athletes had a helper, if that makes sense. So a girl that we could message or call or something like that to ask for help to ask for. Uh, indication or uh, indications or directions or whatever it would be because if you go to uh, the convenience store and you want salt if you ask for salt they don't know what you're saying that was literally my experience so I needed to you know check if if if, if it was salt or if it was sugar for example um, and we always we had a girl you know helping us with that so that is something very different than what we experience here in Europe, at least from my experience. Of course, some any show can do this, I think, but uh, from my experience, I did not um, have that uh, when I competed here in Europe. So I think that's such a good thing. And then, of course, you see, you know, anime um, on the streets, you you know, you, you are walking and then some um, girl or boy are walking and they are in customs and stuff like that or in costumes better saying and stuff like that so it's such a different world to be in but it's very very interesting and it's definitely a place to to visit i have definitely learned from that conversation if i ever go to <laughs> oh my god i'm taking salt <laughs> i am not trusting anyone no oh my god yeah Yes, or at least you can download google translator with that with the camera so at least you can get some type of trans translation if that makes sense because it's so difficult and of course I you know when I used to compete of course I would go to the places and I I was always thinking okay I'm not going to buy an SD card because it's it's not so the um, I would not get a, a phone number from that country that would allow me to have mobile data if that makes mm -hmm. sense mm -hmm. so I would always go to the streets and not have internet not have it anything so I would you know have to talk with someone and hope for the best uh, so basically downloading Google Translator is the best uh, advice I can give you when going to Japan uh, but yeah well anyone there will be able to um, will be happy better saying to to help you with anything that you need I remember that the first time that I went there uh, I didn't know where the um, my apartment was me and my coach we did not know and we had a map, but, you know, as we don't know the streets and stuff like that, and we didn't have internet to use GPS and stuff like that, we asked um, an old lady there to take us to the place or if she could give us directions and stuff like that. And she she was just walking on the street, but nevertheless, she came with us to the apartment and then said thank you and went to the direction she was going to previously. You know, so that and she walked with us for like 20 minutes. Wow. So th that's such a good thing. And you definitely learn, you know, and you think, well, I, I could be a better person. Yeah. Oh, like um, on a daily basis with regards to these small things. I, <laughs> you know, I want to go. I want yeah, to go. That, that's cool. I, I love Japan. You've sold it. Yeah, yeah me too. I want to go back as well. <laughs> so how did you get in? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm a good salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like Dad, Samia, <laughs> how did you get into Posing Portal? Talk to me about that. Okay, so so me and Phoebe uh, have been friends since I was, uh, I would say like 17, but, if, but I think that it was 16. So it was um, during that time that the IFBB split it to IFBB Elite Pro and IFBB Pro League, if, if you remember that time. 
So, of course, in Portugal, we only had one federation and I, I was just competing in that federation due to, you know, obvious reasons because I was just here and start starting my, my career. But then I started uh, when the split happened. And um, I decided to go to the IFEB uh, Pro League. And therefore, I did not have shows to compete here in Portugal. So I was, I, I only had the option to compete um, in Spain, in Italy and stuff like that. So the first contact that I had with her was in on Instagram. And, you know, Instagram is just perfect for everything <laughs> to build the, the friendships and stuff like that around the world. Instagram is just spot on uh, so I started speaking with her talking with her um, and I watched her YouTube videos um, during that time as well so that that is a great thing to talk with someone that we watch on a daily basis during cardio and stuff like that so we started just connecting and there was there were was yes one show that was the amateur Olympia Spain where she won the pro card I competed in that show as well and that's where I met her for yeah. the first time in person uh, so that was a long time ago, uh, but we, we connected right away and we were always very good friends. So we kept in touch and we, you know, started following each other and, you know, talking um, with each other every now and then. And then um, we tur I turned pro as well uh, in the end of that year and we started competing together. So my first pro show, I competed uh, with her. I think that she placed like second and I placed first. I don't know how, how it happened, but she was there. That's the thing that she was there all the time. Then another show, I we were in the same like position, one um, side by side uh, you know, with the other. So that's, that's a good thing, you know, to have always someone there that you can count on. And we were, even though we were competing against, quote, quote, but against each other, we were always, you know, laughing in the backstage and, you know, just being friends and stuff like that. Because after all, even though the spectators or people that don't know much about, about bodybuilding might think, well, they they are they must compete with each other. So they, they might not have a good relationship whatsoever. That's basically the biggest lie because we are all pretty much like family because we are always seeing each other. We are always, you know, keeping in touch with each other. So that's basically what happened with me and Phoebe. And we... From that, we developed a good relationship and a friendship. And, uh, you know, we just started talking with each other more regularly and stuff like that. So um, then there was a show in Portugal. Uh, it was the one prior to the to my first Olympia that we decided to do a posing seminar in Lisbon, in uh, Estoril or Estoril. Um, where is the show normally uh, nowadays as well? Um, and we gave the posing seminar, you know, just from like scratch, we just talked with the, um, with the owner of the venue and we you know, organized everything and made a poster and stuff like that. And then uh, we posted, posted it on the internet and, you know, we had some clients and basically it started there, I believe. And then she, of course, uh, created the posing portal and kept going with it. And I was always the biggest supporter because I, I always feel good when I support my friends and I think that everyone might feel that way but I always feel very very good as as like I accomplish the same things by you know feeling that through them so I was very very happy with her and we basically kept in touch as two friends and of course I talked with her about me uh, stopping the co competitions uh, and stuff like that so we always talked about the good things the bad things like like a normal and truthful true yeah true relationships so um and, and friendships and stuff like that uh, as they should be so yeah once they 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 not nothing she messaged me um asking about um a meeting if i could uh if i could have a meeting with her uh, because i was in dubai and then she talked um about the posing portal um situation and and it just developed from there. Then we had um, a meeting when I was in Portugal already. So we had a meeting through Zoom and I joined the posing portal. So it's been a year-ish so far and it's been such a great experience because, you know, having a platform is, at least in my opinion, and uh, given the fact that I have been giving posing classes since my 17, since I was 17 years old, I know the difference from you know, booking through Instagram, booking via, through, better saying, uh, direct message and stuff like that. It's uh, it's not as good as having a platform and the client 
having access to uh, the calendar and the sl the time slots that we have mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So everything is way more organized and, you know, just having a platform that makes everything simpler than, um, than when comparing to Instagram and booking like that and talking with the client about, well, I can do nine and the client oh, saying, well, that. I cannot do nine. Can we do 10? Oh no, I, I cannot do 10. I can only do nine thirty. What about, what about you? Well, no, I can, I can only I do 10, that. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's just very time consuming, not productive. And I think that, you know, one thing that is very common, um, with, uh, within, you know, the, the competitors and especially the bodybuilding competitors is that every single second is very very valuable because we could have been we could be using it for something else like mm -hmm. 10 minutes or it, it, let's imagine that you have like a, a class of 30 minutes if the girl cannot come and sends a, a message via um, via instagram and we cannot see the message because of mm -hmm. some any reason we could have been you we could be using that time to finish the cardio, for example. So it's always using the time as efficiently as it can be for us. And I believe that it's very time um, consuming, very time. It's very confusing as well, because you never know um, everything uh, as it should be known, if that makes sense. So your, your schedule and their schedule and this and that. So uh, it's such a great experience to be on the portal as everything is so smoother so much smoother than than what it was before I so mean, yeah it's been a great great thing I do remember those days of having to book in via an Instagram DM for anything bodybuilding related and I was yeah. like, ah this is so long and then it was just yeah just annoying so exactly I, yes exactly and having someone that you know has the idea so that Phoebe has of you know making everything simpler and putting everything into a website and making it simple for the both for the coach and for the client, you know that that is just genius. And sometimes it's it's as simple as you know I'm gonna create this and I'm gonna make people's lives simpler. Something that is so complex sometimes, and that should not be complex because it's just a class. And you book the class, you have the interest. The coach gives you the class, then gives the feedback and stuff like that. So it's something that should be so simple. And sometimes it is not, and that's what I was experiencing because you know it's just way too confusing to be organized with Instagram because then you have the personal the people that talk with you that are your friends or the fiance or the coach and this and that and then you have the clients mixed up there so um you know it, it's it's a way better thing and also um as we have everything in just one place and we are um if if I can find the words but it's every, everything is more organized at it as it is in one place. So we have all the chats with the clients there. We have the um, history there as well. So we have the first class, we have the second class. Everything is recorded both for, for us, the coaches, and for the clients as well. So it's simpler for me to access the previous, the, the data that I have from the client. And we see how, or I can see how, she progresses and what we should change based on the progression that she, the the progression yes that she had uh, since the first class and stuff like that and stuff that we you know have access to that we didn't have when we were just using Instagram or WhatsApp or whatever. These are little things, isn't it? I I yeah. what you spoke about literally reminds me of Compact, like how it was so unorganized and so confusing because everything was just everywhere like one place for one place uh, for one thing one place for another thing information here and I was like this is so confusing it's just yeah body boom was a very confusing time before the likes of like obviously like posing portal <laughs> exactly no exactly well it's I so think that cool. websites are way better honestly even for school I mean we have in university and we did not have it um during high school for example so we have that comparison as well so uh university is like we have a platform we even have an, an app but we have a platform we have each subject is like a folder and then in the folder we have um all the content that we need all the dates that we have to you know deliver or you know uh, submit something or stuff like that so everything is very organized and during high school, it was not that organized. We were always confusing dates. We were always doing this and that when we were supposed to do that and this, for example. So it's way, way, way easier. And the exact same thing happens with um, 
someone is calling me, so I'm so sorry. Okay. But uh, uh, it's my fiance. But, but yeah, well, he will wait. <laughs> He'll wait just now. <laughs> so um, as I was saying, it's it's way easier. That's the thing. Um, and the posing portal, you know, has been. Um, it, it is the only place where you can see the change in the industry. Mm. So it's a very, very. Um, I know, you know, I feel very, very grateful for being part of it because uh, it's something that did not exist before, and I have the the blessing, I would say, to be part of. Um, so yeah, it's it's such a good thing, such a good thing. Uh, I have another interesting question for you because I I think yeah. you have a cool understanding or like I guess awareness of like different cultures. You seem quite interested by it, and I think with maybe your experience with languages when you're learning a language you have to learn the culture too so I think it's going to be a a good question for you but do do you think that UK athletes European athletes American athletes do you think they struggle with the same things or do you think they struggle with different things in relation to Um, in relation to bodybuilding yeah um I I think yes, mainly because uh, first things first, we are part of different cultures, so we tend to uh, pay attention to different details. So I believe, I highly believe, and this is also from my experience, when I started working with a coach from the USA, I was not used to him having so many clients in a different time zone, and not I was not used to... Um, having a de- delayed response, if that makes sense. I was used to having a, uh, an answer right away after question, questioning something or, you know, stuff like that, that uh, is so detailed, but makes the difference. I think that the US girls, for example, this is not a bad thing, of course, it's just different different mm. between us and them in this case. But I think that as they know already that they have loads of clients and that they have, you know, maybe a different life, they are, um, they are part of different projects or seminars or stuff like that, or even a podcast. Um, as they are more used to that idea, they they don't bother. It's not something that will bother them. In my case, for example, um, it's something that happened because I was very used to having like a, um, a dad and daughter relationship with my coach. Mm-hmm. So, so every, every response was very immediate. Every aspect of... Um, you know, even the diet was very different because we are used to different things here and in the US it's different and in the UK it might be different as well. Uh, for example, even, you know, something that comes up in my mind is like the Cocoa Pops. We don't have Cocoa Pops here. So it's never going to be in our diets here in I'll Portugal, stop. for example. You know, and I remember, <laughs> so I remember that, you know, by following girls from the UK, <laughs> there was a, a huge trend of Cocoa Pops. I was always, you know, being po- cocoa pops in my in my stories so that that is basically a difference that is a difference <laughs> we don't have cocoa pops here for example you go to canada you have rice krispies and i, I love rice rice krispies treats they could be in a post-workout um meal in the off season okay i don't have it here for example that does not exist here we have uh, rice puffs and stuff like that, but we don't have rice puffs, treats and stuff like that. So, you know, those differences, yes, they exist. And okay. based on the culture, as I said before, you know, the waiting time and, you know, here in Portugal, I think that they are more used to replying right away. For example, I have clients as well. They do not compete. They are just lifestyle clients. But um, I am very, very concerned about replying within like, half an hour, one hour, maximum, like two to three hours. Where Whereas in Canada or in the US, I believe that it's totally fine for them to wait for like a day. You know, so I was very impressed with that. So, or even like four or three days of a delayed response. I was like, I was like, no, this is not for me. Yeah. So um, not that it is bad because the work is still being done, but there are some differences, I believe. And the same thing happens with the... Um, with the east side, uh, east side, better saying, um, I think oh. that they work differently as well. Even if you go to India, they don't they don't um, eat red meat, cow. So that is a difference. My my uh, previous coach uh, had a guy from and a girl from India, and he would have to change it with lamb or something like that. So different changes that you know we 
we have based on culture. I think that those are the main ones. Then uh, I think that you know the other the other differences are within you know not within the country but because of how the uh, specific countries um, coaches normally work. For example, here in Portugal or even in Spain, they um, even nowadays like we are in twenty twenty three, but they still do that water load and water de depletion and stuff and stuff like that. And it's something that in the US, for example does not really happen uh, as commonly as, as I would say, as in Portugal or the usage of diuretics and stuff like that. Here in Portugal, it's like spot on. It's uh, spot on in terms of it's very, very consistent, very frequent. Um, whereas in, the, the, in Canada or in the USA, they don't have that idea as much. So they try to do it the other way around. So the coaching styles are different. The ways of uh, training are different as well. I used to train with... Um, with a rep range of like 20 to 35 for example like five wow. sets of that oh every God. single every single exercise like i think it was like seven to eight exercise so it was a very long Ooh. session every single day uh, it was just very 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 long so very or many in this case many hours of um of cardio so one in the morning one in the afternoon half an hour post-workout and stuff like that so we normally as we normally do here is um is very to the extreme side of things, you know? I don't know if it's because of lack of knowledge of, okay, we can do things a little bit differently, a little bit more, you know, flexible and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think that the coaching styles are a little bit different because when I started being coached by uh, US coaches and even Australian coaches, because I had an Australian coach, uh, they were more flexible. They were trying to do things a little bit more, you know, um, to the sustainable side of it if that makes sense to you so mm -hmm. having salmon having different um types of food and stuff like that any here in portugal it's very very strict so it's like cucumber and white fish that's all you're you're having basically and that was basically my prep um with a little bit of rice and stuff like that so yeah uh, so yeah i think that um there are some differences uh definitely Definitely. But then the acceptance of the client will depend on the person itself. And of course, the, the culture, but the the personality itself of the person, because if I am used to and if I agree with being very, very extreme as I was, um, it's totally OK for me to be coached by a Portuguese coach. Mm. Um, and then I felt very different and felt like I was doing something wrong by being a, a little bit uh, more flexible or even eating salmon or having coffee with uh with sweetener because I was not allowed sweetener mm. um even that for for the entire three years that I was competing so um I think that it will depend it it will depend on how the person likes to to prep herself because I think that you know too much flexibility will be counterproductive as well mm. so Oh, hang on. What hang do on. you think? So, yeah, um, no worries. I'm stopping the video because it went funny again. I <laughs> oh my god, okay, no worries. Okay. <laughs> I was losing it, I promise. But I just know it's when you're saying all those references, I can kind of like envision different coaches and it like it makes sense from like the cultural point mm -hmm. of view. And that's so fascinating because I don't mm -hmm. think many people have that well, I for someone I wouldn't know because everything for me. Well, I, you know, in the UK, everything like that. But like for you to be able to have to, to have visited the different countries, interact with different coaches, like your knowledge and awareness and understanding is that just like a completely different like level, which I think I think is sick. I think that's so cool. What <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, it's it's good and it's bad because I was, uh, you know, that um that uh, period of of my life where I was. You know, wondering, well, is this the coach? No, it's not. It's a different one. Is this the coach now? No, it's not. It's a different one. Well, uh, that was something that, of course, gave me that knowledge, as uh, as you were uh, as you were saying, um, and being aware of and of this and that when comparing the coaches and the different uh, countries. But at the same time, it was something that threw me off the track, if that makes sense, because it was like one method and then another method and then another method and I was not being consistent with you know just wearing the shirt of one team and one coach and basically that and competing for a year straight or two with that coach and then just after that 
being able to judge if I should be with him or her or not, you know? So it was basically um, in a year that I had like four or five coaches because I was not being able to um, judge um, clearly if I should be with one or the other or the other, or if I should, you know, try a different one and see if it would work with me, you know? So um, the experience that I had with each one of them was very short, but at the same time, it allowed me to know the differences. And of course there are. And also um, you can tell that there are differences because you can see differences from, uh, of course, depending on the coach, but uh, from the from the US to Canada, for example, or then when you compare Australia to the UK or Australia to Portugal or Spain and stuff like that, you yeah. can always see differences in the athletes. So that of course will come down to the method of that the, the coaches that the coach uses to um write the diet down the diet plan down or the training plan down or the cardio plan down that's fascinating with so with so when your coach when you're in you know in a posing lesson with someone in the UK versus someone in Europe like do you think like do they what do they look at different do they worry about different things or do they have the same worries? Is it is it like a universal thing or is it kind of, it's more of a cultural thing as well? I think that they worry about the same things, but that is because of globalization. Mm. Um, so as we, you know, I am probably, um, I probably feel more influenced by someone that lives in the US uh, uh, rather than by, someone that lives in Portugal mm. for, for example so with regards to posing as we have the standard in the US we have the top tier uh, shows in the US and stuff like that I think that they always the girls um, that come to to us to the portal and stuff like that to have the posing classes they normally worry about the same things because they have the standard there of mm. course it's going to be different for the, for the coaches because you know Today, it's going to be one standard and next year is going to be another standard and this and that. And of course, this is the normal path of a bodybuilding category. But um, I think that for the coaches is a tiny bit different uh, and more difficult to judge if they are doing something right or wrong rather when comparing to um, the posing coaches because we have so many shows, we have so many girls and we have you know the standard in the Olympia. Um, so we just have to follow one thing. You know, we, we have to follow one standard, which is the Olympia, which mm. is the which are the rules in this case that the that Sandy says that Becky says that Etila say mm. says as well. Um, so with regards to the posing, I think that they have the exact same, not the exact same, of course, because some of them have issues with uh, walking and some of them don't. Uh, but in general, as it is a little bit more of a simpler thing to work with because it, it is a routine it is something that we can work with everyone but not everyone can prep for a show if mm. that makes sense nevertheless everyone can pose for you so i believe that as it is something easier uh, not easier but more um simpler in this case uh, as it is something simpler to work with it's something simpler to follow the standards rather than coaching and condition and um, muscle mass and stuff like that mm. so I believe that every single girl whether it is from she is from um, China or from Canada or from the US or from Spain whatever they might worry about the exact same things and also because you know as competing is uh, uh, is one thing and then posing is another thing which is it is a front pose, the transitions, the back pose, the transitions again, the walking lola. It is, of course, an overall package and it's something difficult to work with. Um, but it's something that under the, the right guidance you can never get wrong. And oh. it's something that it, as it is a little simpler than other things, uh, as I said, such as conditioning and, and muscle mass and density and stuff like that. It is something that um, the girls can think about a little bit easier more more easily i think because it's for example um i'm afraid of being starting to look a little bit confused or using that, a little bit conf too confusing words but you know for example the um, 
uh, the routine. It's the walking, then mm. the walking, then pose or walking, pose, and then walking, pose, transition, pose, transition, pose, and sign off, for example. So everyone from around the world will worry about the walking here, the walking here, the pose here, the transition here, la la. So this is a, a little bit simpler to worry about, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. And as it is a simpler thing to work with, they will likely uh, focus on the same things, such as the walking, such as the front pose, such as the back pose. You know, whereas with the coaching, um, it's a little bit more complicated because everyone is different biologically. So everyone will work better with different things, for example. You know, mm. so it's a little bit more confusing. And I think that, of course, that in that case, the country will, will um, or the differences between the countries will be bigger. With regards to the posing, as it is something simpler to work with, uh, because it's not working with an organism, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they can worry about simpler things. You know, so when they come to, to me and Phoebe uh, or to the portal, they they might might worry about the walking. They might worry about the front pose, the back pose, the way to, to do the transition, if they should play with their hair or not, if they should use this hand this way or the other hand the other way, mm. you know, stuff like that. Uh, and I think that it's more standardized because of being able to watch the Olympia and watching the other top tier shows and, and seeing what the standard should or you know might be in that in that year what did you struggle with the most when you were a competitor posing what was your thing being consistent <laughs> being consistent honestly and you know uh, I'm gonna be totally honest I think that I was a natural to it so I felt really really good with posing I felt really good with doing the transitions front pose with feeling confident on stage because I, I was just, you know, feeling myself, basically. That's I think that's why people liked me um, or enjoyed my routines. It was because they were very flowy. Mm. But that way of being flowy was also a little bit of lack of consistency because I was always, um, you know, doing something that I would think about, like, one second earlier. I believe that um, in my in my last show in Europe, which was in Spain, it, it was the Europe pro um i remember doing my individual routine and as i did not practice as much i remember doing one front pose and then thinking what should i do next and then i started walking you know because i did not have the consistency of okay it's post-workout i did my cardio i did my whatever weight training stuff like that uh, i had my post-workout or something whatever the, the routine would be uh, and I'm going to practice posing for like an hour. That that would not happen. I think that that might have happened like maybe nine times or ten times. I would say. Um, so I would always practice posing, you know, with the check-in. So I would do my front pose, my back pose. I would not even do my transitions and stuff like that. So definitely one thing that I, I struggled with was consistency with practicing, mm. not with studying the sport, not with studying other ways of transitioning and stuff like that but it was with myself practicing mm -hmm. uh, and being consistent with you know practice every practicing every single day because the more and one thing that I um felt the difference and felt the struggle about was that when I was being coached by my Portuguese coach um I was very autonomous if that makes sense so mm -hmm. I would pose whenever I wanted I you know he he was not um he would not be asking me if I posed, you know, it was up to me. Uh, it was my responsibility. It was up to me if I would decide to pose or not uh, on that day. When I changed to my first um, USA coach, yes, I uh, felt a difference because he was always checking on me if I um, was posing. So I had posing check-ins and stuff like that. And as I was starting to feel more the pressure on posing, I started not being as flowy as I was before, you know. So in a, in a part, I think that the lack of consistency um, was making um, was allowing me to think that posing was a lot easier than what it should be. Yeah. So I was not as worried about it, and I would flow and do and do, um, of course, correctly the front pose, back pose, and transitions stuff like that. But I was not as worried as 
I started being when I started practicing a little bit more. Nevertheless, I think, and of course, with the level of uh, competitivity and stuff like that that we see today, I think that if I uh, if I one day go back to competing, of course, I will be working on my posing a little, a little bit more, having classes as well, because in my entire career, I had one like 20 minute class. It was basically a, a 20 minute review of my posing routine, which was um, which was poop. Basically, it was I basically paid and she said, well, yeah, everything is fine. And I was like, oh. well, can you can you at least, you know, give me a little bit more you know, advice? I don't know. <laughs> Because even though when I have, you know, let's imagine that I have a client that is a pro, for example, for example Phoebe, she is a very different, uh, difficult client for me because she does everything very well. So I'm always struggling to find something more to tell her. Yeah. And I struggled with when she started sending me check-ins and I was like, okay, I watched the video. Everything is looking good. What will I tell her? <laughs> Basically, it was that. <laughs> so, of course, I totally understand when you see someone and, uh, she has a very, very good uh, individual routine. Routine, Of course, it is more difficult to find something to correct or to give advice on. It's not that something needs correction. Sometimes it's just an advice, just a concept that the person will then adopt and use during the career, you know? Um, so but basically that, um, that class was, well, yeah, you look very good. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. So that was the only class that I had. During my entire career, and it was uh, before my before my last show, before the Olympia. So you know, I would be more consistent with posing classes, and I would hire a posing coach. Not because I am a posing coach myself and I'm selling the service, but because it is important to be to keep you know keep ourselves in track mm. uh, or on track with that because it's something very important it's something that if you see the other girls in the u.s that go to the to the olympia competing or at least their routine during the day they are spot on with everything yeah basically they 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 uh, pose every single day for like an hour they hit their front pose they hit the, their stamina on point they hit their back pose they hit their transitions every single ang single angle is a shot and the shot is perfect. And that's something that was not working uh, or happening, better saying, with me. You know, so that's something that uh, I struggled with. It's not that I struggled with because I just I just, was just not worried about it. And I felt good that way. But um, as the level is rising so much nowadays, I believe that that's something that I would struggle with right now. And I would have to correct it. So we're moving on from that. You said about with your stage, I remember you on stage. I remember seeing videos of you on stage. And I wanted to talk to you about that confidence and kind of you seem to like let go, but in a good way. You had this kind of like nothing, like nothing, mm -hmm. made me, nothing like you were, You just seemed very like unstoppable. And I wanted to kind of dig into or find out where do you think, like where has that confidence come from because like for me personally I wouldn't class myself as like a confident person or anything like that like I, I wasn't confident when I was younger so I felt like I had to really do a lot of like internal work to try and get better at it I'm still not perfect but I wanted to kind of know mm -hmm. where where did where did your confidence or stage confidence or stage presence where do you think that came from What's the origin? Well, first, uh, first of all, I think that um, you know when you are in your comfort zone, you will likely be more confident. So I, um, let's say for example, I started kickboxing classes like five weeks ago. I would say I was pretty much the least confident person in that class for like three weeks straight. I would say before starting to get used to. Um, the dynamics and the movements and stuff like that. So, of course, I was not in my uh, comfort zone. When comparing to bodybuilding, I was in my comfort zone. So, so I was there. I was feeling myself. I was thinking, well, I did, I did everything I could. So now I'm going to enjoy this, um, this moment because I cannot do anything now. I'm, I'm already tanned. I'm already, you know, I went to the hairdresser. I, I, I have everything now. I have everything done. So I'm just going to enjoy that. And that's basically the mindset that I would have on stage and just enjoying the moment, which is something that um, as the girls right now feel so much pressure, I believe, because of having so many girls 
competing and stuff like that. I believe that they feel that a lot, which is something that is sad because if you just forget about your competition, you will just focus on yourself and you will feel more, more confident on stage. So that was the main reason. And I highly believe that was that the main reason why I felt very confident on stage. It was my comfort zone and I uh, had the, um, the idea that I had everything done by that time. So I, I should not worry about anything else, you know? Um, it was not about being prepared because based on the conversation that I just had, you know, previously uh, and what I said, I was not prepared posing wise, but um, psychologically I was prepared for that. And that's something that I always try to transmit to my clients, which is uh, if you don't feel confident enough and you have everything on point, so the walking, the transitions, the front pose, back pose, and stuff like that. If I don't have much to correct, but you don't feel confident enough, that's something that you have to work on. And that's something that is here and not in your body. So the rest of your body, because of, co of course, your mind or your head is in your body. Mm. Um, so it's something that needs to be worked out, I would say, from the inside out. Mm. Um, so it's not something physical. It's not something that you will get from you know going a little bit more to the gym or I don't know doing your makeup better or something like that it's not something that is going to work um with that type of um of uh, I would say of work once again I didn't want to, to repeat the, the the word but it's going to be uh like that um so yeah I'm not a confident person at all in my personal life if, if that makes sense I have suffered with anxiety I've suffered with almost depression when I stopped competing and stuff like that so I when I started having the contact with normal life if that makes sense yeah. so when I stopped competing and I and I looked at myself and I was like well I'm not, I'm a normal normal person I'm I'm Beatrice I'm not I have to be pro mm -hmm. Beatrice you know so I had that kind of shock with um with reality which made me feel way more um insecure and nowadays even nowadays i i feel insecure with with some parts of my life but um with regards to posing and with regards to being on stage that was just about having the a, a clear mind of okay i did everything so i'm going to enjoy the moment my my people are there i'm going to do it for them i'm going going to do it for me and that's something that I think that sometimes we see some girls not talking about anyone in specific but at, in general as it is as bodybuilding is something that is now a little bit more mainstream and that is it's cool to compete and it's cool to be in prep and document it and post it on on IG and gain some followers out of it um as it is something that is more to the I'm doing this for the for the gram, <laughs> better saying. Mm -hmm. And it's something that as it's not in the heart, in, in their heart, it's not something that will come out of the heart as yeah. well. You know, um, and for me at least, I I start yeah, I started competing when I was 16. I did not even know what bikini was when a guy from the gym, a, a personal trainer from the gym said that that existed and I was like well I don't know what that is really um and I would say like four months later I was competing in bikini so that came very naturally it was not forced but it was not at the same time something that I wanted so much because the other ones were posting it on IG and I wanted to do the exact same thing so everything happened very naturally and I grew in the sport as well so I started working out as an athlete when I was 15 and I stopped competing when I was pretty much 20 uh 20 exactly so that was my time of growing up and I grew up as a competitor but so it was basically my reality I was in a in a bubble and the reality was outside of the bubble basically so I was just in my world I was feeling confident all the, all the time I was feeling you know in the comfort zone as I previously mentioned so I think that that was the key for having a good presence on stage honestly uh, because you always feel good. You are you are in your world. You are doing what you've always done. I was, of course, studying because I've never stopped studying. But um, studying for me was like secondary and competing was my job. It was my life more than my job. It was my life. So I was just basically living my life. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was always feeling good about competing. And I had my friends. I did not, not have, you know... Um, enemies I would say so I didn't I always had friends there so people that I um 
loved to be with, that I was always communicating with. So it was such a, not that it's not now, but it, it was such a great environment. And I was with my people. I was in my environment. I was doing my thing. Mm-hmm. um so so yeah that is basically it but of course that does not mean that I am not that I am confident with everything of course I even suffer with suffer with separation anxiety from my fiance nowadays because we are you know 24 7 we are together 24 7 if he can go to school I suffer a little bit from separation anxiety sometimes so it's something and this to say that even though I someone can be very confident in one area it does not mean that it's confident in all areas of their lives so sometimes they are just good at something and then they have to figure out uh, figure out other things and other areas in their lives bodybuilding was one thing that i was so secure about and i was so confident about and i worked so much so much for uh, that i did not have reasons to to feel insecure on stage you know i love that I can't. I always, <laughs> I'm always. I'm always shocked, surprised when like someone, when English isn't someone's first language, but they're able to communicate so like eloquently. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Thank you. Well, I have um, business English in my in my degree, so I I kind of have to. <laughs> it is a good thing, though. Though I am I am um, half Canadian, so I, that's basically obligatory to speak English. We <laughs> speak so, in my okay. house. So I'm guessing you speak French too? No, I speak Spanish fluently as well. So that's the the other thing about a good thing about the portal, which is we have the Spanish there as well. And many girls can, you know, don't have much access to classes or posing classes because of the language barrier. And well, we we eliminated that at least with Spanish. Uh, though my fiance speaks French fluently, so we have another language, you know, <laughs> in our um marriage I would say and also I uh, studied Chinese and he studied Arabic so we have that language as as well okay and I would, like I think if I came on if I went on holiday with you guys, I wouldn't be <laughs> oh my god well I look I, I can only speak the basics like basics 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 it's but fine. uh but yeah we studied Chinese as well and Arabic so yeah, we have all the languages here. We have like six or seven languages between us, which is, it's fun because sometimes we we use, you know, one language to, I speak one language and then he speaks another language and we understand each other. So that's good. But I, I don't speak French at all. I don't understand French. It's something, it's that language that I cannot connect with, sadly, because I would love to, of course. The exact same thing happens with German because I studied German as well, but it's not something that I connect with. Yes. Um, nevertheless, yes, I have, um, I've not had that I have always uh, spoken English, but um, my dad is half Canadian as well and my grandparents. So we always had that um, presence in our lives, you know. <laughs> yeah, I honestly I try well I know a little bit of French but I just know that my French would be so much better if I had like <laughs> grandma that was French or like family members that could speak French like it was so hard to try and learn a language fluently without it is. like that baseline person like is yeah that- so, mm-hmm. it is I, I totally understand and it's something very um unique because you know when my, for example, when my fiance came to our lives, he was not used to speak talking to my my grandma and um, her talking um, or in, in this case speaking Portuguese, but then throwing some English words in there because she does not know the word in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, so garage is garage, but it's garage for everyone here in in the house. It's not in Portuguese, which is oficina. So it's the exact same word, the exact same uh, meaning, but she she uses garage, and he was like, "Well, I don't, I don't really know what that is because garage we have the exact same word, which is garaging, but it's a, something different from that, you know. So it's good because we we have the connection with the language, and we have these um, funny moments where you know grandparents just say something that is not even understandable, but they speak another language, which is cool. It's very cool. I love that. So, <laughs> Posing Portal, we've got the Posing Seminar in mm-hmm. of April in Manchester, and you're going to be yeah. there, aren't you? I am. I have already bought the flight, so I'm going to be there. <laughs> is, is there direct flights to Manchester, or do you have to fly to Birmingham or London? 
first no 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 it's a direct fight i believe of course we can do connections but uh but i always you know try to get the direct fight as it is like i think it's like two hours two hours and a half from portugal um so yeah that that's totally okay um so i i normally like to get uh direct flights even though they are long sometimes like even like a 14-hour flight i i would rather do it straight and not have to jump from plane to plane so so yeah that's good that's good it's a direct flight thank you so Mm -hmm. much for coming on i feel like we covered like so many different things and like the funniest thing for me is um cocoa pops i've that I'm oh my god yeah I I don't even understand how that came up in my brain honestly but I remember so much about Cocoa Pops because everyone was posting about Cocoa Pops and I was like is it that good <laughs> is it really that good because you know it's just cereal but it might be that good have you, oh, sorry? have you not tried Cocoa Pops before no right I have not we have like a similar-ish a product here in Portugal, but it I think it's not the exact same. It's like going to the USA and, you know, their cereal is way different than ours. Oh, way so different. we normally don't even have the cereal. Yes, exactly. Way, well, way more sugary, but we yes. don't even have it. And normally, you know, if if um, a box, for example, is imported from the USA here, it's like a 10 euro box. And we, of course, are not going to buy it because we are you know, we don't really like to spend much on those things. Um, so yeah, like a ten euro box. So that I'm going surely, uh, that I'm going to eat surely in like two times, just twice is, is enough to to end the bag. Well, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Well, if so, anyone yeah. is going, but, to but they are very good. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, if anyone's going to the posing seminar, sorry? I said, if anyone's going to the posing seminar, they should just bring like a box of cocoa pops for you, so you can just eat all the cocoa pops. Oh my god! Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I will not uh, say no. I will not say no. Well, it's food. <laughs> it's food. <laughs> I am. I am still a foodie. Well, I have dropped bodybuilding and stuff like that, and right now I'm doing something different. But I am still a lover of food, yeah. so I, I totally accept it. Best way. But yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, babe. I'm thank you so to- much, my girl. It was good. I'm going to leave all of these details and also the pose in Porto as well. I think these episodes were really good to like get to know like you guys as coaches like individually because I I did think I could do one together but I thought no I wanted to do like separate ones so been so Mm -hmm. much fun been so much fun thank Thank you so much and if you want we can have you can have us both too as well that would be great Uh, and thank you so much for having me it's such a pleasure you're welcome I'll see you guys in the next thank you so much bye